your insecurity is an image of your character, right? It is a part of your character. Your insecurity will bring out the worst things in your character. And again, if you want to be able to coach at the highest level, or if you want to be able to lead at the highest level, or if you want to be able to develop, you know, leaders and develop players at the highest level, you need to address these issues of these insecurities. And again, you can only grow, right? You can only lead at your highest capacity at the highest level of your insecurity. But I, th I think it, I think scale. it gives you power, especially when you can tell your story and you're confident in your story. Yeah, people are attracted to that because yeah, conviction. Be, because there's not many people that have that in the world. I agree that are willing to have conviction in their downfall. Fellas, 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 welcome back to the Farm System Podcast, your home for baseball development. We're here for you, by you, and with you. I'm your co-host, Joey Cunha. And I'm Bo Callis. This podcast is designed for coaches, players, scouts, really anyone looking to further their development in the game of baseball. Here at the Farm System, we take pride in being lifelong learners, and we're here to be a bridge from where you are to where you're going. We'd like to welcome back our veteran listeners. We're happy to grow with you again. We'd also like to welcome our first-time listeners, the rookies. Don't worry, every vet was once a rookie. This podcast is brought to you by our partners over at Baseball Cloud, professional data for the amateur player. Baseball Cloud allows players from all over the country to consolidate data from their performance into a centralized location. This allows players, coaches, and scouts to effectively track, compare, and view the player's results through the use of graphs and a multitude of other visual analysis tools within seconds learn more about their software at baseballcloud.com and follow them on social media at baseballcloud.us make sure you check out our website at thesystem.farm here you'll find our free membership that gives you full access to the 300 plus resources we've compiled in one spot for you we have a multitude of different sections including drill videos practice plans discount codes job listings unsigned players and so much more our premium membership gives you full access to travel ball team rankings player rankings chat boards as well as other features that we'll be releasing in the coming months. You'll also be able to purchase the farm board and receive instant access to over 25 educational and drill videos to help your players move better. Check that out today at thesystem.farm. Let's be honest, if you ain't got a farm board by now, what are you doing? Don't be sleeping on the job, baby. If you're developing players and you ain't got a farm board, you're sleeping on the job. <laughs> all right guys well on this episode Bo and i sit down and we talk through ooh, some heavy stuff baby the heavy hitters, hitters. insecure insecurity and insignificance Ooh, heavy coming at you right now don't leave that dugout we got Bo and joe coming up next on the farm system right here right now Welcome back to another episode of The Farm Unfiltered. Fellas, fellas, fellas. <laughs> Coming at you live with episode 93 of The Farm System Podcast. I'm your co-host, Bo Callis. As always, I'm joined by the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Joey Haircuts himself. <laughs> Joey, what we got on the docket today? Yeah, um, again, we talked about this uh, an episode ago. We had a, we had a little slight break there, didn't we, uh, Bo? I mean, I mean, again, obviously, the, the big story going on with uh, Houston, we definitely had to stop and take notice and talk through that. Um, very special 
I think going on in baseball that doesn't come around uh, too often, big stories like that and kind of some controversial things. But we're going to kind of get back to that series that we mentioned earlier. We talked about embracing the struggle. Um, Now on this episode, Bo and I were kind of talking through again, you know, we talked, we referenced on the first episode, uh, fear and anxiety. Again, that's one of those, our top uh, podcast that again got a lot of views and again that because again who doesn't struggle with fear and anxiety right across the board doesn't mean uh, fear and anxiety doesn't discriminate Bo yeah. um, and so when we looked into that and again we talked about embracing the struggle and common things that coaches struggle with um, as a coach right time away from their family and all that uh, all those things uh, you know out recruiting the money all, a lot of different areas that we touched on in the last episode so make sure to go check out that and that was episode ninety one right yeah, 91. so. Make sure to go check out uh, episode 91 on that. Um, this episode, Bo and I talked through, we're going to walk through um, insecurity and also um, need for significance, yeah. right? Or finding significance, right? And um, somebody right there is just like uh, already ready to turn the episode off. Hold on. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. I don't struggle with insecurity. And yeah. uh, I'm from Texas. <laughs> <laughs> I'm from Texas. I don't know what insecurity or insignificance is. Come on now. Uh, no. Um, again, look, across the board, I don't care who you are. I don't know how confident you are. When the lights are turned off, you're by yourself. Um, these are things that there's a reason. And we'll, again, we more have a, a religious background. Like this is, there's a reason that the Bible talks about those things uh, so often. And again, if you're not religious, you know that, you know, from person to person, like, you know, these are things that everybody struggles with, you know, yeah. coaches or not a coach. Right. Um, that's another thing with the episodes that, you know, you know, these episodes are not just just for coaches, too. I mean, across the board, I know that there's, um, you know, people outside of baseball, obviously, you know, that have listened yeah. to our podcast quite a bit, you know, in the business world as well. Um, so, yeah, we're going to try to talk through those things, Bo. And uh, why don't you uh, kind of take us in? Yeah, this this uh, this topic reminds me, I always think of and draw back on the saying, like, make sure to check up on your strong friend. Mm. It's kind of like interesting when you say the the macho man that doesn't act like he has insecurity mm. more often than not those guys are the ones that fight the biggest insecurity yeah right they, yeah, they got the chip on their shoulder they're throwing their blinder up um and that's okay like that's what we try to do here at the farm system joey and i try to break break down our walls and um i think a lot of people tune into these episodes because they want to break down their their own personal walls um and we just want to provide you guys a voice and let you guys know mm-hmm. that um no matter what age you're at you know what i mean like especially younger coaches people um, generally lump like unsureness and, and insecurity with younger coaches, but this is something that everybody, yeah. everybody deals with. It doesn't, it doesn't matter what age you are along the spectrum. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for sure. And especially like, especially in today's game, I think it's even more significant because you see like the hires and, um, some of these young coaches getting shots earlier on and the game's transitioning more to, um, more away from the good boys club and allowing like uh, passionate younger coaches an opportunity. Right. So sure. I think that a lot of older coaches are kind of feeling that insignificance. Sure. Um, yep. Even though more than ever, now. Even, yeah. even though they just, it, yeah, it's I've done all the work. It's I've done all the work. We'll, I put we'll the time exactly. in, uh, you know, I've, yeah. I have the experience I've developed yeah. all these players. Why is no one looking at me? Exactly. Why is no one, uh, you know, talking about me on social media? Why is no yeah. one praising me? Etc. And so yeah. I think it's I think it's something that's that's valuable to talk about, um, especially just like we're saying and we were talking about on the show. Like every year is like your first year of coaching. It's like a new opportunity for you to showcase yourself and a new opportunity for you to get hired. Especially like like we talked about like like in today's era. I guess a good starting point for this episode 
if somebody's feeling insignificant, whatever that might be, mm-hmm. let, let's say it's an older coach, mm-hmm. what advice do you have for that old guy that feels like he's not, maybe isn't getting the credit or, or the opportunity he thinks he should have? Yeah. Um, first, I mean, I guess we should start with this basis, right? A lot of times uh, people might have the posture, and again, I don't know necessarily if they'd be listening to this podcast if they had this posture, and maybe this will help you kind of with um, somebody else. But I think, you know, more so looking at things of being like, okay, well, you guys are both in your mid-20s, right? What could you say that could help somebody at 50 years old, right? Um, First off, there's four-year-olds that help me with my mentality. (laughs) Um, There's eight-year-olds that help me with my mentality on a daily basis and they provide me value. So why can't that go up the board, right? And and second off with that, sometimes we do need um, the young and like passionate right? To kind of relight our fire, right? So I think that that's part of it or to give us that fresh perspective that, you know, I, I, I've talked about it before again, that book, the beginner's mind, but again, as we do things and that applies to coaching, right? Over the years, right? You start limiting your options of how things can be done. You start saying that, you know, you, you failed so many times. I failed at this 50 times. Um, so I, you know, I don't do that anymore. I don't even try. I don't even attempt. Right. Yeah. So, Sometimes it does take a fresh perspective um, and it, it doesn't matter either. It doesn't matter if it's coming from someone that's 25 or uh, it doesn't matter if I say 10 things that you don't agree with and but the 11th one you feel, right? Yep. It doesn't matter. Then again, maybe it's just like a book, right? You take that 2% that you learn from that book and you apply it and then you throw away the 95 or whatever, you know, like um, – Take what take take the meat and leave the bones. I think is the saying on that one, right? Yep. Take what can help you and, and, you know, leave the bones. And I think with that, right? So let's start there. Let's talk about, you know, the older coaches um, here, right? I think that there is a growing, just like you had talked about, there is a growing base of coaches that have been coaching for quite a while and entered baseball in the sense of they needed to climb a ladder, yeah. right? They needed X experience to get offered a certain job, yeah. right? Um, now, that's still true in a lot of different areas. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that that is... A lot different, especially when you look at the pro arena at the moment. Um, you're seeing it more in college as well, but definitely at the pro arena. So professional baseball has taken the turn of just grabbing the best available, quote unquote, maybe, right? Their interpretation of the best. Yeah, their interpretation of the best available. And again, yeah. there are some very good coaches at the pro level. That's not what we're saying. Yeah, yeah. But I'm also saying that there is, they actually just put out an article today. Again, maybe we'll link this in the show notes, right? Yeah. Um, that more, like let's say for bigger colleges, their hitting coach is getting hired at the professional level. Their pitching coach is getting hired at the professional level. But the coach, the head coach is not being hired yeah. at the professional level. Mm-hmm. Um, and... That's for a multitude of reasons, yeah. right? Um, and I think because of that, if we don't understand a lot of those perspectives and maybe my you know, mid-20 brain that also has some exposure to professional baseball can add some context of why you may not be getting that phone call or you may not be getting that interest, I might be able to you know, provide some context or you know, we might be able to provide some context of why you're not getting that call. And it might be some things, again, maybe some stories that you've told yourself that are just not true that are just not true of why you're not getting the call. And a lot of it has to do with circumstance and also the arena of professional baseball when it comes to um, not necessarily politics, because I think a lot of people mark it up as that, but understand the constraints of an organization when it comes to a corporate structure and why things are the way that they are, right? Um, 
So yeah, I think we'll kind of start through those things and kind of talk through a lot of those. But what would what would you say if you had to, you know, let's mark it up to, you know, a couple main points of why people in general, right? This isn't just older coaches, but what do you think that that starts with, with people feeling like um, they're being glanced over, they don't feel significant? Um, you know, what is all that? Well, What's the root of all that? I think that I always draw back to a, a religious story that I always heard, and it was um, this new lady went to a church for the first time, and she noticed everybody around her was on their phone. She was People weren't paying attention to the pastor. I remember that story. Yeah, they're, they're you know, every, every, everything throughout like an hour service, this lady noticed everything that was going on bad at the church, right? So after the service, she went up to the to the pastor and explained to him, you know, um, I don't think I'm going to be coming back, blah, blah, blah. And um, the pastor stopped and she said, I want you to come back next week. I'm going to give you a glass of water, okay? I want you to walk around the entire building with your glass of water and, and try not to spill it. Right. So the next time she came in, she did that. And after the service, the pastor said, did you notice anything going on around you? She said, no, I didn't notice any of the, of the wrongdoings. And he said, that's exactly how your, your, how your circumstance needs to be. You need to focus on your glass of water. When you start focusing and comparing yourself to other people, then your glass spills over and pretty soon your, your glass is empty. So I, I think a lot of the insecurity um, comes because we don't reflect with ourselves. We mm. see other people getting jobs. We see you know, this head coach going into pro ball or this young guy going into pro ball, right? Um, I think it's important to focus on yourself um, first and foremost and understand where that security, that insecurity is coming from. Um, so you would say in, in that insignificant starts with the insecurity yeah, first. Okay, that's your point. Um, just like we talked about in uh, Pastor Rick talked about at church as well, is like, well, symptom in general isn't the cause, right? Yep. The, in, the feeling of insignificance is something you're fighting inside a lot deeper than what people see. Yeah, that's so just the... It's, it's the it's the insecurity that we feel. Outer in, shell. In whatever that might be, um, that's for you to figure out. Mm. But in order to figure that out, you first need to come to the conclusion and realization that I am insecure. Yeah. If that makes sense. Well, no, I think that's 100%. Look, this is the thing. First off, we did the blind spot thing a while back ago. It's kind of the same principle is here. Yeah. If you think you're not insecure, you're missing it. That's tied to most of your blind spots. Okay. Everybody is at some, at some degree of insecure, some more than others, some less than others, but everybody has insecurities. Let that be of your feet. (laughs) Let that be of your leadership. Your haircut. Your haircut. Not me though. (laughs) Let that be. Let that be of your job. Yep. Let that be of your marriage. Let that be of your player development system. Yep. Let that be of your organization. You know, let let that be whatever those things are for you, right? And if I didn't name it, fill in the blank. Yeah. Okay. Now, with that, like Bo said, first off, step one, I say this to Bo all the time, you need to speak it into existence. Yep. Right? First, you need to identify it. Next thing is you need to speak it into existence, right? Whatever your insecurity is, it has a less of a hold on you the moment that you speak it into existence because a lot of times we make those things into a bigger deal than they are because it's in our head and we don't allow it to yeah. uh, be known you know, out loud, right? And that's the thing. Look, you could be insecure about something and know you're insecure about it and other people know that you're insecure about those areas as well. And again, not that the whole world needs to know, right? But 
you know, those select people around you, again, let that be your coaching staff. If you're a leader, right. If you're a head coach or whatever, right there, Hey, you know, like, again, especially when you, you give yourself the freedom when you have people around you, especially people that are really close to you, that are working on your coaching staff and stuff like that. When they know that, you know, something in particular you're insecure about, that's one thing. Right. And I think when you speak it into existence, you give yourself some freedom there. Right. But the other part that you said that was, it's very simple, but not easy to identify why that insecurity is there in the first place. So why don't we go kind of maybe in a way of identifying and maybe a thought process or a thought tool, right? To help us identify where the root of that is. To preface what I'm going to say, all human beings in one sense or another, we suffer from what's called the spotlight effect, which means we think people pay more attention to us than they actually do. So like, wow, I'm more worried about what Joey thinks of me. And at the same time, he's more worried about what I think of him. So right. neither of yeah. us are really worried about each other, but we obsess with the thought that somebody else is obsessing about me. Yeah. Does that makes sense. So 100%. Um, we're all, all of the world that we see around us is mm. our universe. Yeah. Right. And everybody in the world thinks like that. Yeah. We're all, it's not nobody's fault. We're just naturally selfish beings. Right. Yeah. So I think coming to the, con- to the conclusion and the realization with yourself that it's okay if I mess up, it's okay if I'm whatever that insecurity might be, um, to hash that out, what helps me with that? Pinpoint um, situations or pinpoint moments where I feel anxiety, writing those down. Instead of avoiding those, I try my best to take those on, um, which I'm very, certain things I'm really bad at. Like mm. I'll admit that. Um, I'm not good at going off script in front of a lot of people. Um, Joey's witnessed that. Um <laughs> There's just certain things that, that make us uncomfortable, right? Yeah. Um, and coming to the realization of those and attacking those as much as we can uh, obviously lessens that and it takes the hold off of you. If you don't, it's one thing to speak it into existence, mm-hmm. but then it's another thing to take the steps in order to overcome the hold that that still has on you. Right. Yeah. And I, and I think in a lot of cases, you're not going to be able to completely erase it. Yeah, of course not. But you're, you're, you're you always going to battle its, that. Limits its effect upon yeah. you. Yeah, it's like it's like a. Um, I know this is is a drastic example, but like take a drug addict for example, mm. right? He might clean up, and you might be able to get him to be able to function in society. Yeah, but he's always going to have those urges for the drugs. It doesn't matter. Yeah, everybody in the world has something that has a hold on them. Yeah, it might not be a substance. It might be Women. shopping it might be women yeah. it might be clothes whatever that might be yeah um understanding that everybody, everybody is, has their own vices. everybody has their own vice um and then having a way to combat that or else somebody that can hold you accountable i think is a large step in making that first leap to so, overcome that side so note on this look this is something that a lot of people miss some people's vice is exercise yeah. <laughs> Some people always think it as, as unhealthy things like, oh, this guy oh, shops man. or this guy does alcohol or this guy does drugs. Yep. Look, sometimes, yes, it's good that you channel it in a good way. Yeah. But it doesn't mean, again, it doesn't mean that just because you're doing it, yes, that's a healthier option. Yeah. It doesn't mean that you shouldn't still address it. Right. So, um, again, or somebody that is, for another example, some guys that work all the time. Right. That is also their vice. They work a lot to compensate for their, you know, insecurity, right? 
maybe somebody that is a, uh, I, I know this for uh, kids in school. There's some kids that are straight A students and, you know, again, they're the AP honor student and all this other stuff. That's their work, quote unquote, right? That's their work. Meaning like that the reason that they're so focused in school and so in search of knowledge and so that's also, again, to cover up their insecurity of feeling insignificant or, you know, fill in the blank, right? So that's another thing I wanted just to point out right there because that's very important is people always associate it with a necessarily a thing that society deems as bad when, especially when you look at American culture, you can see that society might say exercise, straight A's, working a lot, work ethic. These are all great things. So those aren't bad parts of, again, well, that's society. It's just like more, you always yeah. say, it's the law of diminishing returns. Yeah. Too much of anything is bad. Mm-hmm. Too much of the best thing in the world is bad. Yeah. You drink too much water, you'll die. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so that's like, and that's where obviously you need to balance. Like we're not telling you not to exercise. Of course. <laughs> or, or, not, or, or not to read. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't. Well, the farm system said, hashtag the farm. They're going to be tweeting at us. Uh, I no longer read hashtag the farm. Yeah. Um, but I, I do think if you're coaching, if you're a head coach or an assistant coach, something that you can do right away is you more than likely, whether you like them or not, you do have a group of people that you're working with that can't hold you accountable. Yeah. Like that, 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 that's the reassuring thing. As long as you can open up to yourself. Um, And that doesn't also mean, side note before that, that doesn't mean that you need to either. Yeah, like, again, not. obviously, too, be, yeah. you could be in a circumstance where, again, that those coaches, the the group that you have around you currently right now maybe isn't the one to, yeah. again, you don't have the people around you where you uh, necessarily feel comfortable or, um, you know, you don't, there's, and again, but don't use that as a crutch of saying not yeah. to open up to them. But, you know, you get where I'm going with this. Well, and maybe we could open I, that up a little and bit. And I later. think that's, uh, well, just to build on that, too, like certain situations that I, or make me more susceptible to, yeah. to, to things I struggle with. Right. So sometimes it's the setting that can bring that out in you. Sometimes sure. you just need a change of scenery, right? If, if, you, if you're stuck in a, a coaching staff or remove coaching, wherever you're at in your life or your, your job, if you're stuck in a setting where that's constantly bringing out that bad stuff inside of you, yep. that you probably just need to change the scenery. Yep. Don't hear what he's not saying there. Meaning, He's also not saying, oh, this, this isn't going well. Let me go to the next place. This isn't yeah. going well. Let me go to the next place. This isn't going. Maybe you're not going well. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> don't run from play. That's not it. Yeah. Again, don't use that as a crutch. There is a dichotomy there. There is an understanding that there is both sides of that, and you have to read the situation yeah. correctly. Yeah, it all, it all comes back. This is more actionable steps. It all comes back to you being secure and understanding more than likely the issue is with it is within yourself. No yeah, matter for what. Sure. Well, and that's the, that's the first, I was going to say that the root of all of that is yes, that arena or that job or that setting or that environment might be bringing out the worst in you, but you need to evaluate why that's in you in the first place. Yeah. Even if you do move, right? Even if you do change, mm-hmm. even if you do, you know, go somewhere else that brings out better sides of you. You need to understand, again, you can't just run from it and never address that part of why you had those feelings or why you felt that way in the first place. Because this is the thing, okay, this is another one. This is probably something we should have mentioned off the very top is, okay, let's start here or restart here. Why do you need to address it in the first place? I think that's, we should have probably started there. 
Why do you need to address it? Why can't I just shove it under the rug and just never address it, Bo? Why why do I have to address this? Why can't we just move on? So it's like, I'm going to make an example that I think baseball coaches can pull from. Okay. If you have a moving issue Mm. with the player, Mm. you see the issue. Mm. He compensates and he compensates and he compensates. Mm. 10 years down the road, yeah, sure, he can compensate a little bit, but the movement's still broken. Yeah. You're still broken. You're you're going to compensate. You're going to start to be a yeah. different version of yourself than yeah. if you just took that head on 10 years ago. Well, I think um, I'm going to give uh, Annie McKay. Tweeted Annie McKay, who's the, if you don't know, is the Seattle Mariners uh, DPD or Director of Player Development, right? Um, he tweeted a picture of a quote of Bill Belichick, mm-hmm. okay? And his quote was, Talent sets the floor, character sets the, uh, the ceiling. Okay, so why did I pull that quote right now? The reason I thought that, that was important, why we pulled that together, is again, is that your insecurity is an image of your character, right? It is a part of your character. Your insecurity will bring out the worst things in your character. And again, if you want to be able to coach at the highest level, or if you want to be able to lead at the highest level, or if you want to be able to develop you know, leaders and develop players at the highest level, you need to address, you need to address these issues of these insecurities. And again, you can only grow, right? You can only lead to the, the capacity that your highest capacity, that the highest level of your insecurity, right? Like the, the, the more you can limit, right? The more you can limit that insecurity. And again, you can't achieve great things if you're always insecure. The most insecure leaders are the worst leaders. Yeah. They want to take credit for everything, everything they, everything that happens, everything that bad that happens is whoever else's fault. You point the direction, right? You point your fingers in every other direction. Everything that happens good, you want to hold credit to. That was me. That was me. That was me. That was my verse. That was this. That was my movement. That was my idea. All those things, right? And then again, nobody wants to work with you. Nobody wants to play for you. All, you know, like all of that is all tied back, right? Everything comes back. I think the root of all of that is, we've talked about this all the time, is how important addressing and trying to limit our insecurities, right? Um, and pulling them out into the open is a, a strategy, but yep. yeah. Yeah, I think, I think it plays in there too. It, are you a powering leader or are you an empowering leader? Are you powerful yourself or are you willing to empower others because you have empathy and mm-hmm. I've fought that fight before? Yeah, and you could be both. Yeah, you, this, can, you, can, yeah, you can be course. both. There's everything in between, right? Um, but, but yeah. But I, I think, it, I think it gives you power, especially when you can tell your story and you're confident in your story. Yeah, people are attracted to that because yeah, conviction. Be, because there's not many people that have that in the world. I agree that are willing to have conviction in their downfalls and and they're willing. Yeah, and they're willing with that of being. There's a lot of people as well that are okay with being wrong. Yeah, like not a lot of people, but I'm saying like the highest level leaders are yeah. are okay with being wrong. Yep, and that's the. I mean, that's like with any innovator. I've talked about that mm-hmm. before. Like, if you want to be an innovator, you want to be a leader. Yep. Um you know, you need to be able to be wrong and be like able, the Gary yeah. V 100, 112 to 98 or whatever it is. Okay. Yeah. What he was referencing right there is uh Gary V Gary Vanderchuk, I think is his, mm-hmm. his name altogether. I always call him Gary V. Gary so v. if I, if I pronounce that wrong, my bad Gary V. Um, but on, with that being said, I think the big one there is that you were saying like what he was saying in that moment when he's just quoted him was he's saying a lot of people were trying to go five and oh, Right. They wanted you. They want to go five and oh, 
Um, and instead guys like Gary V, he's like, I'm, you know, <laughs> he's like, I'm, I'm 206 to 196. Yeah. Right. Um, and so like, there's the difference there is like, again, how many times he's actually lost. And it's like that other quote, right? Losers think that winners never lose, right? Like that's yeah. the biggest thing is losers think that winners never lose. And yeah. meanwhile, the winner has lost more than the losers ever tried. I think it goes back to two, like we talked about, um, when you don't take that on, you're telling yourself a lie about yourself. Like the, the truth isn't out and you're taking the feelings you have as like objective truth. Um, and that's why like naive realism is like, like the realest thing in the world is naive realism. Um, in the sense that like we assume because it's the way we view the world that it's truth. Yeah. And yeah, it's yeah, not, yeah, it's good. It's not truth. Agreed. Um, that, that's, that's my truth, but that's not Joey's truth. That's not, you know, it doesn't matter who it is. Um, and the sooner that you can realize that, and I think that's why the greatest leaders always say that. Like, I'm not afraid to be wrong because I've lost <laughs> a lot more yeah. times than I've won along the way, right? Um, and, and I think that's what it takes. Like, it, a, a lot of the best people and the best leaders in the world uh, have failed more often than they've succeeded. Yeah, no, that's a big thing. So uh, there's two quotes that popped in my head as you were talking. Um, so the first quote here, and I think that, two of my favorite quotes. Um, okay. So Aristotle, um, this is one of his quotes, the OG, the OG baby, original Garth. Uh, <laughs> okay. So in order to avoid criticism, I don't know if you guys have heard this quote. I'm sure some of you guys have, right. In order to avoid criticism, say nothing, do nothing. And as a result, you know, the opposite side of that is you'll be nothing. Right. Um, some people have taken that a couple of different ways, but again, I, my interpretation of that quote is that no matter what you do, you know, no matter what you create, no matter what, um, you know, you're involved in, no matter what you're going to be criticized. Yep. Right. So know that the more that you do, the more that you create, the more ideas that you have, the more you put yourself out there, you're going to get more and more criticism. Yep. Right. It's like with the uh, new school, baby right here, new school, the haters, <laughs> the haters are going to be coming, right? The more you do those things, the more critics you're going to have. Right. And you should, uh, when you get to the point where you like, you know, uh, I think this is a, uh, another quote again, I'm, I'm, I'm going to probably obliterate this one. Um, but when you go, uh, what's his name? Oh my goodness. How am I forgetting his name? Uh, the basketball coach that won a, you know, a million times in college. John Wooden. Yes. Okay, so John Wooden. Yeah, so Wooden's Wooden's uh, when he's talking about this is like, he's talking about again, and I don't remember the exact quote, but he's talking about how uh, the best players want want to be criticized. Yeah, the best players, the Michael Jordans of the world, the Kobe Bryant's want to be coached, mm -hmm. right? They want someone to criticize them, and they want to know a better way of doing things because they're so in search of like being the best. Yeah, right. And since we're there, why don't we just walk into that spider web there? Okay. I also believe, personal belief here, yep. Bo, you can step on my toes if you think no. Probably. But I also believe there's a reason when the Michael Jordans and the Kobe Bryants of the world, if you think that those guys don't have some insecurities that they're battling, compensating for to be the greatest in the world, I think you again have also missed the boat on that one. Yeah. They are a little, they're psychotic. And again, they might have healthy outlets, yeah. as society would say, healthy outlets Right. But they have some big, there's a reason 
that they train harder than everybody else. There's a reason they don't stop. There's a, you know what I'm saying? There's some deep underlying, again, you could, we could start a series on just, again, what is driven, like insecurity driven, right? Yeah. How many people are insecurity driven? Yeah. It's Not data driven, baby, insecurity driven. Right. Kind of funny you say that. I actually have a Kobe Bryant quote pulled up. Oh, he admits right here. Oh. I have self-doubt. I have insecurity. I have failure. I have nights where I walk in the arena and I feel like my back hurts. We all have self-doubt. The best don't deny it. They embrace it, right? Mm -hmm. They embrace the insecurity, which once again, that's, that's a, you asked me earlier, like a, a mindset switch that we can do. Um, the best people in the world use that as motivation, right? Instead yeah. of a crutch. Yeah. I, I think it's pretty easy to fall into like, like the learned helplessness. Yep. Um, especially depending on, you know, there's a lot of factors that go into insecurities. So, um, that could be an episode in its own, uh, as far as like what factors can affect that. But depending on your situation, um, and, and the people you surround yourself with viewing that more as like an opportunity to overcome as opposed to a crutch to why I'm not where I'm at. I think that's a big first step for a lot of people. Um, and just understanding that everybody has the same opportunity if you can go out and make the opportunity. Yeah. So um, another quote that, again, is this is probably my all-time favorite, right? I think because this uh, it's been for years. This is actually was a, a tweet that Neil deGrasse uh, Tyson mm-hmm. had tweeted out in uh, 2016. I retweet it again all the time <laughs> and quote tweet it all the time because it's one of my favorite tweets. But he says, a great challenge of life. Knowing enough to think you're doing it right, but not enough to know you're doing it wrong. It's one of my favorite quotes. Um, so the reason I think that that quote is so powerful there, right, is that a lot of times we, again, especially when we view insecurities or we view a lot of these different areas, right, we know enough, right, to say that it's, again, like the symptom, right? We know enough to go, know, oh, this is going to bring out the worst of me. No, you know, again, um, I have a, I have a problem with, uh, this is another one. And again, this might step on somebody's toes here. It's okay. It's just me and you in the car, right? Me, you and Bo, sorry. Um, or on that lawnmower. Um, okay. Those that struggle with like adultery, right? Things like that, right? You know enough to know when you're going to, if you feel those feelings, but not necessarily enough on how to, resolve some of those or again or you just know that the symptoms you know what the symptoms are you know how to stay away from the symptoms but again you haven't attacked the root the root of that we would say again we're all sinners so hey hey no judging here right across the board we all have our own vices okay so again don't 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 switch us off and unsubscribe from us okay we're just trying to help right (laughs) so again we're talking about that real (laughs) that real right these are real issues that people deal with okay there's one thing to know the symptom it's another thing to actually be able to attack those, use those these same principles to talk through those things. Because again, I would say that that all of that still comes back to an insecurity, right? Um, a lot of people are trying need more than one woman, right, to make them feel more secure, more like a man, or more significant, right? Um, and and again, not saying that that's the reason for everybody, but that is a reason for some guys. Again, it's all still rooted back to insecurity in a lot of ways. Yeah, I think there's a lot you can pull from that. I mean, there's the quote here, it says the task we must set for ourselves is to not feel secure, but to be able to not, or be able to tolerate insecurity. Mm-hmm. It's going to be there. 
Like yeah. it, it, it doesn't matter. So you can yeah. run, um, we've been talking about this in church too. I can't remember the story. Yeah. You can run 25,000 miles this way yeah. away from it and yeah. the security's the insecurity is going to be there waiting. Yeah. Or you can take five steps this way and just take it head on. Yeah. Like it's not, you can try to outrun whatever it is that you're, that you're struggling with. It, it's going to follow you. Yeah, it's like a shadow, baby. It's a shadow. <laughs> it's a shadow. The damn thing just won't leave you. Yeah, insecurity is a shadow. You know, it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna be with you. You can't outrun your shadow. Yeah. Right. Even in a dark room, is it? Hey, is your shadow there in a dark room? Do you know? I'm, hey, hey. I, I maybe think, you just can't see it. I so. think the whole room is, your, is the insecurity. Oh, okay. A little spinoff right there. I see what Jesse, you working big dog. <laughs> okay. So, all right. Let's get to let's get to some. How do we go about it? What are some go-dos? What are some things that we could apply in our day-to-day? What are ways that we go about doing that? Um, again, we, we spoke about a little bit of like speaking into existence, mm-hmm. try to chase it down to its roots, uh, where those things are coming from. Um, let me just give you a little, look, this is a little cheat code though, Bo. I'm just going to drop this little cheat code in here. You haven't told okay. me yet? Oh no, we. I think you probably know. Oh. Okay, I, I, I say this to everyone. We mean, and again, that's also your background. So, yeah. you know, this is what I'm, you'll get it when I say it. Yep. Little cheat code. Most of the time, it happened in your childhood. <laughs> little cheat code, little cheat code. You wonder why yeah. psychologists are always talking about what happened with your father and your and your dad and and your you know growing up and all. Yeah. This. yeah, I'm gonna little cheat code. I would say 90% of the time is something to do with your childhood. Not necessarily having to be with your parents. Just proximity thing. It usually does happen with people that are closest to you that had the ability to form you day to day and you know be involved in a lot of these uh, areas of your life. A large percentage of your life. Yep. But I would say that that's probably step one if you want to place the kind of, um, you know, that. And then why don't you tell the story of the why? Why don't you give that one away, uh, Bo? Why don't you why don't you kind of give that a technique? I think that's a great technique. What one? Oh, the why. Uh, yeah, the why. The why. Okay. The why. The why. I have to give a shout out to our roommate, uh, Willie. Uh, Willie Will, curly Willie, mustache. Willie Marshall. Willie Marshall. Um, so I've obviously heard of uh, this before, but he got me in the car pretty good the other night. Gotcha, um, baby. It's called the why. Uh, supposedly seven questions deep. Um, anything you're battling in your life, have somebody take you through and you basically uh, ask yourself the question why with whatever it is you're dealing with. Um, when you get down to uh, seven layers, um, it should be like the root of the cause of whatever it is that you're feeling, right? Um, and like Joey's mentioning there, like more often than not, we're not conscious of the situation because it happened when we don't remember it. Um, yeah, it's a it's a subconscious, subconscious. thing that we, you know, again, yeah. when we it's like it's that you know reason this is when you know it's your subconscious too. You know when you think about it consciously later when you're like the situation's done, your emotions are calmed down, and you're like, why the heck did I react that way? Why did I yeah. say that? Why did I do that in that moment? There's deeper roots of yeah. why. There is a why behind all of that. But go ahead, keep going yeah. with the, the the technique. Um, basically, the psychology behind it. Um, when you look at like. Sigmund Freud, he was the, the father of the um, psychosexual stages the, of development. The OH. The OH, the original Herald. Um, he, he broke our the psyche into the id, um, the ego, and the superego, right? And the id, it's like an Hold iceberg. Be- before, you, before, you, before we dive into that, I gotta be, disclaimer, everybody has an ego. We have to say oh, that all the time. You can't okay. say that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I mean, we, we've said it before, but I just have to drop that in there. I know some people are already trying to hit the fast forward button. I don't got any. Okay. We all got an ego. That's a, it's the good parts of us and the bad parts of us. Go ahead, Bo. Keep going. Yep. No, I think that um, it's like an iceberg, right? Um, what you see on top is how we view ourselves. That's how we portray to the world, right? 
most of our subconscious and our childhood thoughts are below the surface in the edge. Right. It's like the impulses that we have. Um, and a lot of times we don't know how we, we respond that way. We just know we have to look like the iceberg on top. Right. Um, and so if you can question yourself um, and more, more than that, if you're aware of why you can do that, that iceberg will float out of the water more and more and more. I mean, obviously you're always going to have some insecurity, but um, practices in that sense to where you can pull that out of the water or out of uh, like, like the depths of inside of you, um, the more power it loses. But everybody has a sense of ego mm-hmm. and like how you really are. Yeah. And when you're more unaware of your of the subconscious thoughts your ego is what can what is what can what controls your life mm. like the bad ego right yeah, the bad i mean ego is not like bad or good it's just it's just People, it's just who you the, are and the, and the reason that look first off again let's just do this it's just like a cue it's just word association. Yeah. A lot of people use it negative. Yeah. Right. But so sure. everybody goes, oh, that guy has an ego. Mm-hmm. So everybody interprets that as a bad thing. But again, it's just like, you know, it's just like good. Or, it's not a good or bad. It, it defines both sides. Yeah. Right. An ego is defines both sides. When you have a stronger superego, mm-hmm. which the superego is like how we see the world around us and how we think we should act. Mm-hmm. Then um, you're starting to develop a, a, and lessening the impulses that your ego, the negative ego, has over you, right? Mm. Um, so people that are like seem happier, not all the time, but people that have like found themselves more often, mm. they're just more secure um, with those things that have happened to them at a younger age. Yeah, more often. So, than not. so let's do this. I think we do this live on air, candid. Okay, Bo, <laughs> let's come up with something. Ooh. Let's come up with something, and you, I'll even too. I'll even be I'll even be the subject, yep. and I think we can do the why thing because I think that's a powerful thing. I'll 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 do it live, and we'll just we'll walk it down. That's a tough one, but I think again it'll get okay. deep. But I think it will help a lot of people. Okay, let's so go. So you can start um, with anything. Why are you doing what you're doing with your life in this moment? Well, I mean, uh, for me, I'd say uh, I when you first thought that the first thing that popped in my head was coaching, mm-hmm. and so, so why so are you I would, coaching? I would say uh, it might I don't know if we get seven layers deep on this one, we'll but see. I would say, uh, <laughs> but I would say, uh, God, right. I would okay. say, that because again, uh, we, again, guys, they've heard my story kind of on that side mm-hmm. of, you know, kind of went down the the path of away from coaching, um, yep. then talked with God and figured out what I felt like I needed to do. Yep. Um, or I thought he wanted me to do right. Okay. Um, and then, yeah. So I would say, I would say God. Because yeah. of God. Mm-hmm. Why do you think God wants you to coach? Um, uh, I think it's a natural like some of the talents that he gave me, um, that he gave me that natural talent. There's a lot of things that I'm not good at, but I felt like that he gave me, uh, those talents in those areas to help others and to, uh, you know, develop others, love others, serve one another. And I would say that's why I think so. Why do you feel the urge, which it'll kind of tie back in, but why do you feel the urge to help and love others so much? Um, I think that that, I mean, that's the reason that we're here. Uh, I think the reason, what's the point is not God didn't create us to uh, be born, work, go home, yep. die. Yeah. You know, uh, the the only reason that we're here is to serve one another. Yeah. To I got I've heard this before of uh, walk each other home. Yeah. You know, so I think that that's a big piece. Is again, we're all here together to go through all of this struggle together, be disconnected from God together, to walk each other back home yeah. to God. I think if we keep going down, you'll just get in deeper your relationship with God. 
Yeah. Um, which people that have a good foundation with God, usually mm. it'll it'll either go back to God or my family. Mm. Those are the two things that typically it'll get down to. Yeah. Um, I think, and I think you feel like you have a good relationship and a good foundation. Mm. Um, but if people that aren't as secure in that relationship have a really hard time with that exercise. Yeah. Because there's nowhere to turn to. Well, there's, and there's, there's certain things too of being like, okay, so like uh, insecure area, like uh, again, like a clear example that would, if we did the why game, if yeah. it went back to, and I wasn't, first off. Well, you first guys, of all, if you answered it right, the first question I asked you. Yeah. You already said God. Yeah. So you know I, I, mean? I would, I would, I would say that's another thing. And I also would say that is I'm pretty, I, re, I reflect quite a bit and I have yeah. an understanding of why I do a lot of the things that I do where a lot yeah. of people just do things unconsciously, like you're saying, and don't really reflect as much. Yeah. I would say this though, too, again, like a perfect example here, um, with that of being, uh, there's definitely things that I still do out of insecurity. Yeah. Right. So, you know, let that be, uh, you know, like let's, let's say if you asked, if you asked, okay, let's go. Okay, Joey, why do you, um, you know, why do I get haircuts like I do, right? <laughs> yeah. Let's say you started with something simple like that, something simple like that, right? A lot of people would be like, I don't know, I just like to look good. Yeah. Why? Oh, well, I like to, you know, I mean, <laughs> yeah. you start you start going, the, well, I'm trying to find a wife. Yeah. Okay, well, why? Well, because, you know, I want to have kids. Well, yeah. why? Well, because... Um, you know, I think my mission is to have a family and to be a father and a husband. Okay. Well, why? Yeah. Well, I, you know, and again, and again, you just keep going layers and layers deep and it comes back to family and it comes back to significance and it comes back to you feeling basically insecure about you're not living your purpose yet. Yeah. Right. Like again, I'm not a father. I'm not a husband yet. So yeah. part of that is while that may be my mission, that may be something that I was, uh, that's important to me. That also makes me insecure because I don't have those things yet. Right. So again, sometimes insecurities too, that's something I think we point out as well. Yep. Is it, it's okay. It, this is nothing. I think another people, when people say insecurity, it's like, you want to wipe it clean. I don't want any insecurity. Mm. Okay. I get the ideal, like the ideology behind that, yeah. but also it's okay. Like, I think also God put insecurities in us yeah. to also to drive us in a lot of, of different ways. Yeah. Right. Again, my desire to be, to be a husband and my desire to be a father Yep. right, are also great factors that also drive me towards some really good things as well, right, to yep. be the man that I am and to do a lot of the things that I do, right? So it's not also too, I don't also, a negative connotation that uh, connotation that's wrapped around with insecurity that it always leads to bad things, right? It could yep. lead you to exercise. It could lead yep. you to those things. But I think it's very important, like you're saying, um, to figure out those roots for you, where those things lead uh, so that you can help better lead the people around you yep. as well, yep. right? And the biggest thing too, I mean, it's getting harder and harder to be patient in the world we live in, I yeah. think. Um, Microwave it, baby. Yep. But it's like a, it's like building a house like brick by brick, right? Like it might take you 10 years and two years in you're going to look up and there's what? Half the house is done, a quarter of the house is done, and you just got a bunch of bricks laying there. Yeah. Um, that's kind of like when you take uh, the insecurity on one by one is you're laying another brick. Right. Yeah. And then you're going to look up one day and your house is going to be built. And that's what fills the void. Laying a brick each day and getting to the point where your house is finally built. Mm. Um, and a lot of that is based on the why. Like, and that's why a lot of people always say, like, if your why doesn't make you cry, 
you're just not, you haven't quite figured it out. Yeah. Yet. I don't think that's your real why. Yeah. If your why doesn't make you cry, that's not your real why. You yeah. need to dig deeper and say, you know, again, you might think it's your why, yeah. but you haven't really figured out your why. Because yeah. I guarantee you the same thing, like you and I, the same thing, like, like if we actually really like. Yeah. Me and Bo are softies. Don't oh, don't let man. it don't let it fool you. Don't let it fool you with the conviction in the voice. Yeah, me and me and me and Bo definitely have have the feelers out, yeah. right? So um, I think I think I think more so in that way. Okay, so again, you guys now also have, I think the why thing is very important, and again, you can kind of discover some of those insecurities if you're not, you know, again that can help you discover some of those things. Um, again, we, speaking things into existence once yeah. you also have them, um, and then also. Let me, let's give a quick example again, before we wrap everything up too, why don't we give a quick example and maybe you get perspective. I'll also give a perspective perspective on why insecurity, right. Can hurt your leadership or your ability, your ability to develop players or develop the ability to lead a team. You know, why let's also, I think again, that's that let's, let's give an example of how that can also happen. I mean, I think insecurity in itself, lack of confidence, Lack of ability to fully execute and bring out the best of yourself. Um, if you're not, if you aren't stable and you don't trust yourself, it'll be really hard to get other people to follow you first and foremost. Yeah. Um, I also think, like I said earlier, when you can succumb to your weaknesses, it increases your ability to empathize with other people. Um, and it also gives you power Agreed. over yourself. Right. Yeah. And you can freedom and freedom. Exactly. Yeah. If you don't have freedom yourself and you don't have, if you don't feel powerful. Yeah. It's just like, like a fake message. Well, neither will your people. People can see it. Yeah. Like people can feel it. If you're not authentic and like genuine. Yeah. It doesn't really matter how powerful you think your message is. Yeah. And how genuine it is. Right. They'll remember how. So I I think that, I think that's the biggest thing is like freeing yourself up and the mind, man, the mind is. You can do crazy things if you believe it. Yeah, for sure. And I, I, the other part that I would put with that, and again, I, I'd say this by definitely from experience in this way. Again, most people see insecurity as the guy that's like, what should we do? And you're like, uh, um, yeah, uh, maybe mm-hmm. we should. That's one. Yeah, sure. That's yeah. one form. But there's also the guy that's like, this is what we're going to do. And I already decided and this is how it is. Yeah. That guy is also insecure. Yeah. Right. Probably more insecure. probably more insecure than the other guy. Right. At least the other guy might be self-aware a little bit. Right. Yeah. So I think that's the the opposite side of that is if you're the guy that's a dictator, there's also insecurity in the guy that is the micromanager, yeah. um, you know, the lister that we're going to do it this way, my way or the highway. I don't want to hear what you read on social media. Yeah. I don't want, you know, I don't want you to bring in any other sources of information. I have all the right information. You know, that guy is also very insecure. Like, I always said too. I'm open to hearing anybody's, you know, ideals yeah. um, on other on oh, other man. subject, oh, right? Man. Because if if the only time you're not open to hear other people's ideals or uh, walk through it um, is because you're insecure in what you believe. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's my truth. That's my oh, belief. My belief is that if you're if you're secure in what you believe, you'll listen to anybody's ideals about what they believe because you're not worried about it swaying you. You're not worrying about it uh, dismantling yours, right? You're not worried about it making you feel less significant yeah. because you're they don't believe in your belief, yeah, right? I, I think so, I think you'll always see how secure people are in their beliefs when you challenge them. Yeah, and how people respond to that challenge. I think you'll not always because some people are just passionate people yeah, and they'll they'll argue and just because they're passionate but there's a difference between there's a difference between it's when like anytime okay this is i think also a telltale when someone gets defensive yeah 
<laughs> when someone gets defensive, there's a difference between, oh, I don't believe in that. And this is why, mm-hmm. right. And us having a talk and then someone being like, well, I think your idea is stupid. Like, <laughs> like those are, that's yeah. all of a sudden a very defensive response of being like, well, that's just, that's just idiotic or that, 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 that you know, that, that is preposterous, you know, like, um, I don't agree. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, that's, those are all, you know, you know, again, those are, that's a different level of insecurity. Right. Yep. So, um, I think on, on those side of things, um, again, we're throwing on the ideas, but I think also too, those are big things. I, I think that you could really just, if you just rewind the tape as they would say mm-hmm. rewind the tape if you just implement those three things like let's again circle back on those three ideals right we understand that uh before we get into those three we understand that insecurity is important right and it's important for us to understand again we're just going to circle back to self-awareness is very important for the leadership right yep. and three th- uh three things the why game right yep Seven layers deep. Maybe it's 20 layers deep, it depending. Might be more, might yeah. be less. Might be more, might be less, right? Keep going the whys until you get to the root, okay? Um, the other thing, speaking it, speaking it into existence, okay? And then the third thing uh, that I would say that we also talked through as well um, is you can start, like, cheat code, right? Yep. Cheat code, it's probably in your childhood. Thinking back through your childhood, yep. how you were raised, why, you know, again, the root yeah. Of all of those things yep. um, is that third thing is, those, is that little cheat code, right? Yep. I think those three, if you just, just those three could really help yeah. you as a leader and really help you self-aware, be more self-aware and really help uh, your performance throughout your entire organization, team, yep. leadership, etc. Yeah. And I think wrapping up and getting towards the end here too, implementing those three, um, building on that as well, writing them down. And either praying about it if you're if you're spiritual, if you're not, then write it down daily. Think, yeah, think about it. Think about it. Do uh, create a you know. Think about it. Yeah, think about it. Talk to it. Talk to it with somebody. Right. Think. Write it down. If you're not ready to talk to somebody yeah. about it, hey, think. Write it down. And if mine and Joey's DMs are open. Hey. I mean, if you you know if you need somebody to talk to, if you need someone to do the why game with you, yeah, hey, yeah. I, I have a really good quick why. I got you. I got a good bing bing bing. I could do it without my eyes closed. I can type why into my my DMs, one hundred percent. Challenge, baby. Yeah, again, like again with that guys, like that's why we're here, right? So um, there's a lot of different ways. Again, it it I think in that way, um, you know, that's that's definitely part of it. So um, again, we just want to. Continue to help across the board. Uh, let us know again. There's other things in, in, that coaches struggle with. I know you have to be a little. Um, first off, you have to be self-aware, but also too, you have to be s- not secure, but you have to also be um, a willingness. Yeah, well, like, well, like the yeah, the willingness of being vulnerable, vulnerable right? Sure. I understand. Like you, you have to be vulnerable to go and again reach out, yep. right, and say, okay, I do have this insecurity. How do I go about doing this? How do I actually go about making my team better? I'm ready to address these things. If you're 20 or if you're 55 or if you're 75, right? Um, none of these at any point, you don't go, God doesn't go, oh, you're 70 years old. Okay. All your insecurities gone. You're, yeah. you know, here you go. Yeah. You know, like um, you're going to have it. You're going to have to wear those shoes yep. until the end of time. It's up to you to decide how long you wear the shoes. It's up for you to, you know, decide how long you bring the baggage with you. Right. Um, and usually just uh, the baggage gets heavier over time when you don't address it. Again, you run those, you know, 25,000, you know, feet or miles, whatever, you know, we talked about earlier, or you can just turn around and face it. Right. 
Peter, you're going to be sore, man. Those bags get heavy. You're going to have, you have some beast caps, right? <laughs> so um, again, it's up to you however long it is, right? It could be a day or it could be, uh, you know, never, right? It's it just up to you how long you want to carry it. So um, definitely, you know, more so address those things. Um, again, the advice there would be address those things. You're right. You're right. Let me get, put this discount. You're right. Bowen, I don't know what you've been through. No idea. No idea. Don't know a lot of times what it feels like. But we do know what it feels like to be insecure. Yep. We do know what it feels like to be anxious. We do know what it feels like to be afraid. We do know what it feels like to have to be vulnerable, right? And not want to be vulnerable, right? We do know everybody shares the feeling. We might not share the experience or the circumstance, but yep. we everybody shares the feeling. Um, everybody shares the emotion. Yeah. So guys, again, uh, make sure to reach out to us. You know, we love to hear from you guys. A lot of these ideas for these episodes come from you guys. Uh, make sure to uh, check out the farm board, baby. That thing is jumping, <laughs> jumping, jumping. We got some over in the DR. We going international, going baby. International, baby. International. We got some boys getting better. Um, yeah. So we got some a whole a whole of the board. So make sure you guys jump on that. But from us and our partners over at Baseball Cloud. Until next time, farm system out.